Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast. We are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for tuning in today over on pathtozion.com if you're listening on the audio or if you're watching the video at our YouTube channel. Thank you. Join into any commenting and uh, dialogue that you would wish. Reach out to us at pathdesignpodcast at gmail.com. Now, I had to get a drink because if you watched part two at the very end, I got a little worked up. I don't apologize because I, I'm stirred in my innermost places about declaring to anyone who would listen that this is what the word of Elohim has told us and everything else can just find its place somewhere else. I want what this says. I want what it tells me. I want to know and study and give my life to unearthing to the best of my ability, which is not wonderfully tremendous, but the best that I can to find out what in the world pleases my father. Excuse me. What are the patterns that I see of men who went before me that have been recorded for my instruction to figure out, well, what is revival? What have people who preceded me experienced and done that has pointed to a reviving, a life, as we looked at in Hayah, all throughout Ezekiel? We talked about the dry bones prophecy where he wrapped up with a little bit of my, my, my emotion. And so we'll keep moving a little bit here. As we go here. Now, Ezekiel, and we got to spend another couple minutes here and we'll move on. Ezekiel is a great asset to discover what Yahweh is going to do for his set apart people. Um, as we always say on the, pro, on the program, even, even the heart of stone um, for the heart of flesh, New Covenant prophecy is explained to have a purpose. If, if you know chapter 36, um, 24 through 28, you know that, that there is this prophecy that comes uh, of this awesome ex heart exchange. The, the heart of stone will be removed and a new heart of flesh that can feel the Father will be inserted in its place. Um, it goes on to say, I'll put my spirit within you. I will cause you to walk in my laws so you will keep my rulings and do them. It's a new covenant explanation. There's going to come a day when you're going to get a new heart, you're going to get a new spirit, and you're going to be revived. You're going to be brought to life to what? So that you can return. I will cause you after that, after that experience and encounter of, of change, where you move from death to life and become a new creation, to use Newer Testament verbiage, so that you will walk in my laws and keep my rulings and do them. <laughs> this is revival. And then you'll live in the land that I gave to your fathers. You'll be my people, and then I'll be your Elohim. Quote, Ezekiel chapter 36. I read this again to remind us, that uh, biblical texts, endless ones, especially prophecies like this, um, need corrected in Christian doctrine to know what in the world we're talking about and why. Why are we being revived? Maybe that's the better question. Why are we being revived? What are we being revived unto? These are very important questions. Because these biblical texts are very, very, very specific to tell us what leads to revival and what revival is to instate and to launch, to begin a changing people who are continually moving out into pleasing the Father, covenantally speaking. After we see um, Hayah, it's, it's seven times just in, in Ezekiel chapter 37, and this reviving back to life is always specific and, and precise. And so we've got to be careful what we apply it to. We cannot take the dry bones prophecy and just brand it on a move of God where people are, are, are encountering Yahweh um, because it says, 
These dry bones are the whole house of Israel. Okay? Um, okay, so like, this is what the dry bones are, and they're not for you to redefine, nor me. We can't just make it whatever we want because it's an awesome prophecy. It was specific unto a specific people. Okay? That's how we apply Scripture correctly. That's how we use the word rightly. We will be responsible for how we use the word of Elohim, including if we mishandle it. Proverbs chapter 4, 1 through 4, we see counsel again given towards how we can experience this hayah, to live. Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. Oh, man. Instruction again? <laughs> right? Is, instruction's no fun. Laws are no fun. Can't we just sing about Jesus and dance? Pay attention to gain understanding. I give you sound learning. Do not forsake my instruction. Oh, the instruction. When, if, I'm just saying, in this age of like anything goes, this, this word, this word is going to be very poorly received. Because as that self-professed prophet said, you can't steward this. You're not going to tell these kids what to do. They're just going to get it on the fly from Holy Spirit. Well, that's not what my word says, friend. When I was a son to my father, tender and special to my mother, he taught me and said to me, lay hold of my words in your heart. Keep my commands, I'm sorry, and you will live. You will haya. You will be revived. <laughs> I would submit that this just doesn't sound as exciting uh, to the average believer. <laughs> no hype, no buzz at the end. Um, no gathering to drive five hours to attend and stand in line for. Just covenantal commands to bring a promised revival. Is Father's word enough for us? I ask myself that question all the time. Are his ways perfect or not? Or, or do I have a better plan, a better idea? It's laughable, really, how we just hate. We have, we have been taught to hate commands and instruction and, uh, oh, we hate it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just tickled by that. Like how much I just remember how free I thought I was in Jesus and how laughable it is now to look at that doctrinally speaking. Um, just how much has changed in my heart. And I praise the Father for it. It's such a blessing to find his ways in his word um, so that I know his promises are true. He's told me how to be blessed, how to walk in, in his blessing and favor and be pleasing in his sight. He's told me. It's just not what I used to think it was. Um, Isaiah chapter 55, verses 2 and 3. Why do you spend money for what is not bread, your wages for what doesn't satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Again, covenant language always associated with revival, to live, to be revived, to be caused to come to life, like the dry bones prophecy. Um, Psalm chapter 19, verse 7, the Torah of Yahweh is perfect. What does it do? It restores, it revives the soul. The testimony of Yahweh is sure, making wise the simple. Now, now we're only going to have a few moments because we can't make this all day. To talk about shuv. The Hebrew word shuv is very, very specific um, to uh, returning. Um, again, as I already alluded to, I believe in part one, it appears over 1,000 times in the Older Testament. We see it all over the place. Um, let's start in Malachi 
um, where this is talking about priesthood and, and loyalty to Yahweh. Malachi chapter 3, verse 7. From the days of your ancestors, you have turned aside from my statutes. Oh, man, here we are again. This is what disobedience is. This is what sin is. You've abandoned my ways again. It's very clear. We've been told. Malachi continues. Uh, the word of the Lord is coming to Malachi. Yahweh's speaking. You've turned aside from my statutes and you've not kept them. But return to me and I will return to you. Shuv to me. Turn and come to me. Return to me and I'll return to you, says Yahweh Most High. Again, a specific Elohim, Yahweh Most High, to a specific people. Okay? Now, now this, this one's going to hurt. This one's going to sting. Man, if you've made it this far, you can do it. But um, if, you're just, if you're still just swimming in the pool of Christian doctrine, this one's going to hurt real bad. But we have to talk about this. Now, I can guarantee you that anyone who's attended a gathering, like a large revival gathering in the last 20 years, um, that that's, they even mentioned that this is any revival-y type event, you know, uh, outpouring, um, something like that, those types of words. They've heard this or said it themselves. <laughs> what Malachi ends with in uh, chapter 3, verses 23 and 24. Yahweh is speaking, and this is what he says. Everybody, we could almost say this in, un in unison. Behold, I'm going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of Yahweh. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, or else I'll come and strike the land with utter destruction. Now, here we go. This is going to sting. Buckle your belts now. We have all heard this phrase used in revival gatherings, all of us. If you haven't, I don't know where you've been. Revival gatherings, outpourings, glory meetings, encounter-based gatherings love this verse. It's a declaration I've heard thousands of times in my 50 years of life, okay? The hearts of the Father. We cry out today, Father, birth the spirit of Elijah. Send the, the prophet Elijah like you promised. Turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. Turn the children's hearts towards their fathers. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We've all heard it or done it. But in today's presentation, and please track with me, this is of utmost importance. This is just like the Ezekiel prophecy of the dry bones. If we're going to mention this in the midst of revival, and I can guarantee you it's been in these revival and gatherings. I can guarantee it. What is the preceding verse in this book, in Malachi, that we never, ever hear anything about? Do you know? Malachi chapter 3, verse 22. We just read, what, 24 and 25? I don't know. I've lost my pages. It's all together. 23 and 24, we just read. All day long. Yes, Lord. Hearts of the fathers to the sons, children to the fathers. We know it all day long. We hear it in revival gatherings, glory meetings. But we never, ever hear Malachi 3.22, two verses previous. Remember the Torah of Moses, my servant, whom I commanded at Horeb, statues, statutes and ordinances for all Israel. And all I'm saying is we cherry pick what we want to declare. And yes, Lord, yes, Lord, fire, fire, fire. I see all these people shaking and they're, they're feeling something. 
And they're probably crying out this at some point. Again, I guarantee it. Do the prophecy. Send Elijah. Turn the hearts of the children to the fathers. Yes, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Fire, fire, fire. Okay, is anyone reading Malachi 3.22? Remember the Torah of Moses. Remember the statutes and ordinances for all Israel. Is anyone saying that? I mean, seriously, imagine a glory meeting today. Imagine the scenes that we're watching on, on videos and news and everywhere. Imagine, friend, this is the exact same Bible text. This is the exact same prophecy coming to Malachi. The exact same phrase, sentences, an ongoing paragraph. We hear the prophets crying out. We hear his words, Thus saith the Lord, hearts of the children towards their fathers all day long. Imagine, friends, somebody standing up in that exact same gathering in the exact same moment saying, Remember the Torah of Moses, people. Remember the Torah of Moses. Remember the statutes and ordinances. Whoa, 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 whoa. Unplug the mic. Friends, we mishandle and misappropriate Scripture, just like we mentioned the other day, like Peter warned us. We're unlearned and we're ignorant, and we twist the Scriptures to mean something it does not mean. We're all guilty of that, myself front and center. Guilty in ignorance and walking in the traditions of my religious fathers. We need to, we need to focus on this. We need to say this. To stick with our theme, this move of Yahweh, this revival verbiage, returning verbiage as we look at Shuv, is for certain covenantal people that adhere to covenantal commands. Therefore, this is horrible exposition to use these verses like this to say something it doesn't say in any way. Or just take this verse, but whoa, whoa, sh hey, don't read verse 22. Read verses 24 and 25. They apply to us, but the other one doesn't. We're not Jews. Friend, it's, it's, this Christian doctrine is so dangerous. It's so, it's so, it's so um, incomplete. But if you're not Israel <laughs> and just a Christian in Jesus, you can't talk about that. You can't talk about that. We could say the Shuv understanding within this text and, and the Malachi prophecy of returning, these things work if you understand the grafted-in principle and who you are now. Yes, it works. But if, if you're just a Christian and not in that group of people, you're just in Christianity and Jesus now, friend, don't read it. Don't read that text. It's not for you. It's not for you. We need to talk about this. Isaiah 55, 6 and 7. Seek Yahweh while he may be found. Call on him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous one his thoughts. Let him return to Yahweh. Let him shuv to Yahweh. Why? So that Yahweh may have compassion on him. And to our Elohim, for he will abundantly pardon. What is that? Is that, is that John chapter 4? No, friend. It's Isaiah. It's, it's, it's who Yahweh has, ever, has always been. From beginning to end, full of mercy, full of compassion, full of willingness to pardon. It is who Father is. Hosea chapter 12, verse 6, Even Yahweh our Elohim, Yahweh is his memorial name. So you should return to your Elohim, keep covenant, loyalty, and justice, and wait for your Elohim continually. Okay? Return to him. Return to him. A biblical pattern of what is revival. Return to Father's ways. 
return to him. You've forgotten. It's, it's okay in the sense of this is what people do. This is what generations do. We have all done it, and we will all do it again. It is the cyclical pattern of forgetting Father's ways, going the ways of the nations, having an encounter with Yahweh Elohim via a prophet, a word of the, of the Lord that comes, drops the hammer, repentance, heart change, shifting, returning to Father's ways and His covenantal commands. This is revival. We continue this theme, uh, which is not a new idea, into the Newer Testament. The apostles didn't come up with a new theology. In fact, they all spoke of returning, as we see, Acts chapter 3, 19 and 20. Repent, therefore, and return. Why? So that your sins may be blotted out, so times of relief, refreshing might come from the presence of Yahweh, and he might send Yeshua, the Messiah, appointed to you. Am I against the presence of Yahweh? No way, no how. No way, no how, but there are scriptural parameters and boundaries and ways to be in his presence. He is holy, kadosh, set apart, distinct, and if you want to be holy as he is holy, then friend, you got to do some stuff. You got to be a set apart people. So repent, therefore, and what? Return. Return, says Acts chapter 3. Uh-oh, we're back in Ezekiel chapter 18, verses 30 and 31. We see Shuv and Hayah meet, which is why we're jumping back into the prophet. We see them together, which I feel is getting uh, a good place to get to a conclusion here. Um, verse 30 of chapter 18. Therefore, I will judge you, house of Israel, each one according to his ways. It is a declaration of Yahweh, return. Turn away from all your transgressions, so that they will not be a stumbling block of iniquity for you. Cast off from you all transgressions that you have committed. Make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone who dies. It is a declaration of Yahweh, so return and live. It's a beautiful promise that transpires the whole word of Elohim, his cry from his heart is for anyone who would become his covenantal people to return and live shuv and hayah okay to bring it just in full circle i would submit a tough question for some of us um, what are you waiting to see happen in order to um, define people being revived what are you anticipating what do you need to see to know this is this is a biblical revival um, what are you expecting? What is evidence of a move of Elohim, a move of God? Are you waiting for uh, Christian-y events where the buzzwords come and, and signs and wonders come? We blew that out of the water the other day because Yeshua said, look, you cast out demons, you did signs and wonders, you healed the sick, you did all these things even in my name, but I never knew you. So that cannot be a stamp of approval. Friend, this is a move of God. Didn't you see that lady get that demon delivered? Get out of here, you naysayer. Um, my Messiah said there are people who will do that and he doesn't know them. We have to be critical observers and watchmen on the walls to say, I'm not so easily convinced just because of that, because Yeshua said many people will do that, and they are lawless ones that he never knew, and they have to depart from his presence. We have to know criteria. So what are you waiting for to, to define something as a revival? And do you do it really fast like we addressed in the previous episodes? How quick do you come to a conclusion? We talked about fruit and everything like that back in the, the questions um, episode. 
What if it will be as it's always been? Confession, repentance, and a returning to Father's covenantal ways that we have all abandoned at one point or another. Just like every other generation that has preceded us. We think because we know Hebrews, we understand Hebrews. We're not like those people who preceded us. (laughs) It tells us, boy, do we have it better. We know more. We're in Jesus. We have what they didn't have. They only had a type and shadow. Friend, be careful with that arrogant spirit. It's an arrogant, hard-hearted posture of our heart to start talking that way. It's very offensive to those who preceded us. Those men who preceded us knew Yahweh more than I'll probably ever know him, friend. Confession, repentance, returning. Um, We have to return to what we've abandoned. It's our responsibility. It's our fault. Yahweh is a perfect covenant-keeping king. He never did one thing wrong. The only part with the covenant is we broke it. That's the only thing wrong with his covenantal ways. And so my question is, what if we're looking? What, what if what we're looking for is different than what Father has already announced via His prophets, as I've tried to cover here today for about an hour and a half? Shaul, Paul, he knew this very well, as we already mentioned in the series. Romans 15, just to reflect back and come around and put a bow on this. Whatever was written before was written for our instruction, so that through patience and encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. And this is what I want to key on, key in on, and then I'm done. Verse 6 of Romans chapter 15. So that together, with one voice, you may glorify the Elohim and Father of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah. Let's just talk about this one voice, and then we're done. Because all of this is unto a great purpose. Revival, restoration, returning, reviving, living. The prophets, the disciples, the apostles, the Acts assembly of called out ones, they all knew it. They all knew it. Okay? What were they crying out for to Yeshua? Are you the prophesied king? Are you the restorer of the kingdom of Israel? Are you the one who's going to take all of this mess and make it right again? He was not just a a random Messiah. He was not a random new religion Jesus, friend to institute a new religion to follow. His disciples knew that, and they asked him that clearly, which is why it's in the text. Are you here to restore the kingdom of Israel? Why did he say, I've come only but for the lost sheep of the house of Israel? He did not say, I've come to institute a new religion. These men knew this. All the men that preceded us that are written in the word of Elohim understood this. A one new man reality where all, Okay, all. Who's all? A one-man people are found following one Messiah, Yeshua, who says by his very name and essence, Yahweh is salvation. One Elohim who is salvation, which is his father, Yahweh. One law, Father's Torah, commands, instruction, as we've gone through. Everything points to covenantal instruction. Covenantal commands, a returning to Father's ways. One people doing the pattern I've attempted to lay out here today. With one voice glorifying Yahweh Elohim Most High. He alone brings us to life via what? His mercy, His compassion, His long-suffering, His immeasurable love extended to mankind, despite us being a covenant-breaking people. 
And what does it lead to? His salvation. <laughs> Yeshua. The ultimate returning. Revival. He's what? He's the door. He's the gate. What is he the gate to? Returning to Father's covenantal ways, friend. When we see a returning to this, we will see revival. I'm absolutely convinced. Not because it's what I prefer or what I even wish it was. This is what the Word says from beginning to end. We have laid out many scriptural accounts of biblical revival. According to the Bible, this is revival, friend. Consider it, won't you? Throw it into your consideration. You've been watching the Path to Zion podcast. We're rediscovering the ancient way here. I hope that you are on your own journey of finding out through the wonderful word of Elohim what is and what is not. This is our filter. This is our filter, friends. Not you, not me, not anyone else's opinion. This is our filter and our counsel, friend. I hope you know that. Um, join into the discussion here if you want to. Podcast at gmail.com is the way to reach out to us. We'd love to meet you, talk to you. Um, do that if you'd like. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back for something after this. Who knows what it will be. Amen.